saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. So the U.S. is funding worldwide abortions and Paul Maxwell has lost his faith. We're going to talk about it. In. I am your host Spencer. This is the best part of our show, my beautiful wife Nikki, and this is Religionless Christianity. And we got a couple of news stories to talk with you guys about today. And as you can see, if you've paid attention or you've watched this show before, we're sitting in some a new uh, little recording spot here. That's because we're moving and our house is a wreck, and uh, we're making do the best we can. So. Before we get started, babe, do you got anything you want to say? I just encourage you guys to share praise reports and prayer requests. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, we really we really pray for you guys. So put those prayer requests in because we want to pray for you. And then tell us how those prayers were answered and we can rejoice with you too. Yep, definitely. That definitely strengthens the body to hear about answered prayers. And I have a praise report that I want to give out, and that's just a huge shout out to God because uh, he's worthy of praise reports. And, you know, we started this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were recording some episodes ahead of time before the launch of the show, so we had some ready to go. And we recorded, I don't know, maybe three or four episodes, and that week our church was having a revival so they had an evangelist come in and it seemed like, you know, every episode that we did, we would go to church and the pastor was preaching about basically like almost the same thing that we had just talked about in some sense. So it was almost like that first night it was kind of eerie. You know, we were like, oh, that was strange. I guess that's what we talked <laughs> and about. And then we just kept looking at each other every time we bring something up. We're like, weird. <laughs> and then like after a while it came like, holy cow, like, is he just watching our show and preaching on it which it before we had them up though right? yeah so he clearly wasn't <laughs> he was much smarter than we were but the this really strange thing is in our very first episode or first episode or second episode i'll try to find it and have it linked it was our like episode zeros where we're kind of explaining who we are and why we're doing the show and we make mention in one of those episodes specifically that this show is not about like deep dives into the Bible and we reference specifically, we won't be doing deep dives into Genesis three. Just random. Just off the top of my head, Genesis three was the verse that came into my brain. And then we're sitting through this evangelist and he's going through these questions that God asks throughout the Bible. And one of them just really hit me. And we came back and we recorded a show on that topic. And that was our, where are you episode? And, um, in that, we're doing a deep dive specifically into Genesis 3. 
And I didn't realize it at the time until we launched the show and I was going back through listening to all the episodes, just trying to see what it sounded like. And then it like struck me. I was like, holy cow, like the first deep dive into the Bible we did was specifically on Genesis three. (laughs) And I was just like, man, like I'm not somebody that tries to think like everything I see is a move of God. Like, Oh, the trees blue. It's God (laughs) telling like, that's not the way we are. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, we started on this path. We wanted to launch this podcast and it wasn't the right time. You know, we're moving. Our house is a wreck. Our kids are homeschooled. They're chaotic. And, but we just wanted to go for it. So we did. And it just seemed like one thing after another was like, you're on the right path. And that made me think that like, you know, you don't need a Moses burning bush moment to hear or to like get your instructions from God. Like you've got the word, you know what he's told you to do. So just get on the path and start walking. You don't have to wait for everything in your life to be in order. That's funny. The burning bush thing. Cause we really did have our bush catch fire. Like it did almost burned our house down recently, (laughs) but he didn't speak to us, unfortunately, but you just get on the path. You just start walking and just let God do what God does and yeah. have faith that he's going to do what he does. So, I mean, we're believing and praying for a million subscribers, a million followers on this podcast. We want people that are going to change the world for Christ. That's what we're believing. And mm-hmm. it seems like an insurmountable task, but we're just one one episode at a time, baby step. And so God's awesome. He deserves our praise. All right. Let's get to the actual episode now. And my boy Ernie got saved. (laughs) All right, honey, if you want to read this first headline. Okay, the first article is from, is this the Blaze one? Yep, the Blaze. All right, House Republicans introduced bill to defund UN Population Fund. And just read that first paragraph. A group of 40 House Republicans led by Representative... Chip Roy of Texas have introduced a bill to defund the United Nations Population Fund, arguing the international body supports China's tyrannical population controls, including forced abortions and forced sterilization of women. Gotta love China, right? So this terrible is place. obviously terrible. <laughs> um, you know, it's bad enough that we can't get enough of the abortions in our own country, but we want to go and make sure that everyone around the world has access to kill their own babies or be forced to kill their babies in China's case. I'm sure they would love to keep their babies there, but um, gotta love communism, right? So this um, was just reading down here. This next paragraph says in 2017, President Trump had cut $32.5 million from this population fund um, after he reinstated what was called the Mexico City policy, which bars U.S. foreign aid to non-governmental organizations that fund or otherwise support organizations that provide abortions. But President Biden, on his first day in office, revoked the Mexico City policy. So, awesome. Um, And Why is that the first day? Like, why? Got to get your priorities in order, right? Not enough black babies have been killed recently. So (sighs) this article in itself is not sort of the point. 
of this, well, it's the point of this show, but next week we're going to be doing a much more thorough look at religion and politics. So if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe and then hit that bell notification so you don't miss it. And if you're on the podcast, please just stay tuned. We're going to do more of a deep dive into that. But like, you know, President Obama famously said elections have consequences. And this is a consequence. You know, if you dub yourself a Christian, a godly person, you know, it's kind of hard to wrap your arms around. It doesn't just affect our country like We have our hand in a lot of wicked things that affect other countries, oppresses people in other countries. But, you know, who cares, right? Those stimulus checks keep coming, and that's good enough, right? Who needs more little black babies walking around, right? You got your government check coming in. This is obviously horrible, and we're going to dive more into this next week, so please stay tuned. But uh, we wanted to look a little bit harder at the second story. And again, this second story is going to be sort of a jumping off point for an episode as well next week mm-hmm. um, where we're going to be talking about discipleship. And uh, if you want to go ahead and read this headline. Oh, yeah. And this one is from Christianity Today okay. or Christianity Daily. Okay. Paul Maxwell, former writer at Desiring God, announces he's no longer a Christian. Paul Maxwell is walking away from the Lord. That leaves a lot of questions just reading that. like, Yeah, so I took down <laughs> some notes, and I don't know who Paul Maxwell is, and I don't really, he's not the point of it. Um, anybody that walks away from the Lord is, I guess, worth looking into. But it was funny because it reminded me of the movie Signs. We watched Signs just a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or something, and... If you've never seen Signs, spoiler, uh, I'm going to tell you how it ends. But in the movie, Mel Gibson plays the lead character, and he's a former Methodist priest or pastor, whatever they're called, reverend. And in that movie, he loses his faith due to like a horrific tragedy with his wife. And he loses his faith in God, won't even let his kids talk about God. And then, you know, the movie unfolds. And by the end of the movie, uh, it sort of ends with him wearing his reverend or priestly garb again, like he's refound his faith and he's going back to be a preacher or whatever. And I, when I read this story on Paul Maxwell, it made me think of that. And the reason it made me think of that is that these people weren't Christians in the first place. You know, Mel Gibson, he might've been a Christian by the end of the movie. I don't believe he was a Christian to start to the start. movie. Yeah. Right. Because if, and thankfully we've never had a horrific tragedy of that level. But if tragedy makes you lose your faith in God, I don't think you were believing in the right God. Um, I don't think you were reading the right Bible. It and makes I don't, me think of Job, because Satan said, or God said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job?" And he had him lose everything, and he never. He never turned his back on God. Like, that's the ultimate, like, how could it get worse than what Job went through? You know, he's our great example of the testing of our faith. Like, his buddies didn't even have a tragedy, and they were trashing God and trashing Job. Job was the real believer. And, yeah, like, 
and I don't want to speak rudely about these people. Everyone has their own experiences, but like the Bible's quite clear on what the Christian walk is. And it's quite clear on who our God is. And, you know, if tragedy makes you turn your back on God, um, in this, you know, mm-hmm. there's other ones, the leader of Hawk Nelson, he has recently talked about losing his faith in God. And, uh, there's, there's been a couple of other high profile people that have, you know, announced that they've lost their faith in God. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know how to word this right, but like if tragedy will make you lose your faith in God or something like that, like, I don't think you truly believed in the God of the Bible in the first place. I think you liked a certain version of God that you had in your mind. And then when life um, happened and that version of God was sort of shooken for you, you lost Mm -hmm. faith in your version of God. Or you were just given a false gospel and you did have faith in that gospel. Which is probably more accurate. Yeah, it didn't work out for you. Well, what he, um, what Paul... Uh, what's his last name? Maxwell. Maxwell. Well, he said I watched his video, uh, his in- Instagram video that was linked in the article. And he said some things in there that really made me think he really didn't have a grasp on what it meant to follow God. And he said something like, I'm, I'm finally, I finally love my life for the first time. And I finally love myself for the first time. And like, we're not even called to love ourselves, like, and loving your life. Like he was one of them, like in the parable of the seed that fell on different soil. Yeah, Matthew 13, 18, if if you want to read it or I can. Oh, you have it pulled up here. Oh, that first paragraph. Okay. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. He has he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. What I wanted to stop and say, he didn't, um, he also said something about, um, uh, he, he just wants to connect with people. Like he misses connection with people. And I'm like, did you have to disconnect from God to connect with people? Like, weren't you connecting with the body of Christ? Like, why do you have to choose God or connection with people? But I think this is like you mentioned a problem maybe with the gospel he heard, and I would mention I yeah. would venture to guess the church that he attended. And I couldn't find anything like where did he attend church? I don't know where he attended, but I mean we've attended enough churches to know, especially these bigger churches. Like you're just lost in a sea of people, mm-hmm. and you know there's not you know they try they try their best for small groups and stuff like that, but those feel forced. They're not and, genuine friendships. They're like yeah, they're like force you go to this group because you're in this age bracket or you're married so you got to hang out with only the married couples and yeah like they're not real friends you're just like hey you you know you live in that neighborhood go there and so it's kind of weird and maybe he never really had 
strong connection. Yeah. We've only been to one or two churches really in our life where we had really strong connection yeah. with people. And most of the other churches we've gone to have done a poor job of it. And maybe that's our fault. You know, maybe we weren't active enough and pursued it enough, but, um, yeah, we can't just know, blame knows? the church. Yeah. It's really. not a hundred percent the yeah. church's fault, but I do think that's a problem that we've seen in the church. And I'm sure you guys have seen as well, um, in the church. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. I just wanted to touch on that point. Cause you mentioned that thing about he loved his life for the first time and he loved his self self for the first time. And that was, as you were reading, I didn't look this up, but I'll try to have the verse down in the screen. But um, like the Bible calls us to die to ourselves daily. Mm-hmm. Like you should kill yourself daily. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um, I read a quote from him where he said that once you become, I'll try to have it down because I'm probably screwing it up, but it says once you become, or once you've come face to face with Jesus, you're, you presented two choices to either kill yourself or kill Jesus. And here's Paul Maxwell. I think he's killing Jesus um, because he's finally loving his own life when we're supposed mm-hmm. to love Christ, right? Paul says to live is Christ, to die is gain. And uh, Paul Maxwell must not have read that verse. So Yeah, he's seeking like worldly, what he calls joy. And, and I don't he's... want to be too harsh. I don't want to pick on him. I mean, because reading this, it was signs, you know, Mel Gibson's character, tribulation yeah. and persecution arose and he stumbled. And, uh, I don't know what happened in his life. Like it doesn't say something tragic happened. Like it's something. And he did say, um, in another quote, he said, um, I'm ready to not be angry anymore. And he doesn't expound on what was he angry about? Why has he been angry? Why does he have to forsake God to not be angry? Yeah, very strange train of thought. I, I think just that hope he has, and it sounds like he's a confused yeah, man to me. I'm just hoping you guys maybe have found other info, like these questions I have. Why was he angry? Why does he want to connect with people? Why does he have to leave God to connect with people? Why is why does yeah. he have that need if he was already in the body of Christ? I'm gonna try to reach out to him on Twitter. Or- Instagram, see if I can't get a follow up. And if I do, I'll let you guys know. But the reason I wanted to bring this story up, and we got to wrap this episode up here in a minute, but this is going to be the second follow on for next week that we're going to do. And this is going to be on the topic of discipleship. And I think, and when I was reading this story, the thought came to my mind, like, why does this, why does this happen? And I think two reasons, it doesn't happen a lot. um, But when we we hear about it when it's somebody high profile and walks away from the Lord, right? The godless news media isn't going to tell us when some high profile guy gives his life to Christ. But every time they walk away, they're going to tell us about it. So mm-hmm. I don't think this is very prolific. But the reason I think people walk away is one of the reasons, at least, I don't think we have any discipleship in our churches. Um, like, just think on yourself, like how many churches you've been into where they're really growing disciples, you know, every church we're going to, especially the bigger ones, the bigger the church, the bigger the problem. It seems to me like it's a numbers game. Like how many people can we get down to the altar to say a prayer um, of salvation? And then that's sort of it. And then a Sunday sermon, like that's not discipleship. A mm-hmm. Sunday sermon is not discipleship. And Even I think, a discipleship class, which I know some churches offer, like 
that isn't discipleship either. You don't sit in a class. No, like that's a good starting point. Sure. But like, there's gotta be much more than that. I think when you aren't being discipled, you, you're being discipled by something, by somebody. And I think a lot of us get discipled by people in the world. You know, you've got that bad friend who leads you down a a road of, um, mischief or whatever happens to be and gets you into trouble. But like, I don't think there's enough men of God that are actively discipling people. So we're running long in this episode. Definitely stay tuned. We're going to talk about discipleship a lot more because I think it's a a topic that deserves a little more Mm -hmm. um, in-depth breakdown. So as we wrap this up, baby, do you got anything you want to say? I have a lot more I want to say, but we got to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, these 20-minute episodes are tough, but um, stay stay around, um, listen to the next couple episodes, and as she said before, please hit us up on social media, get on our mm-hmm. Discord, we'd love Let's to hear from you guys. keep the discussion going there. All right, that's all we got. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. God bless. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.